0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public, your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros, PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you.
2: From the official radio network of the PRSA, WebmasterRadio.fm presents exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference.
0: The PRSA International Conference is the public relations industry's largest annual learning and networking event, drawing thousands of public relations and communications professionals from all practice areas and levels of experience who want to learn, share, make industry connections, and ultimately advance their careers. This year's conference theme, Delivering Value, recognizes public relations role as a driver of business outcomes central to organizational success and the value that public relations professionals deliver to clients and their organizations. Conference attendees may choose from more than 80 professional development sessions, led by 175 of the best and brightest industry thought leaders. Sessions focus on everything from innovative public relations strategies to effective tactics and techniques to industry best practices. More than one quarter of the conference learning sessions will focus on new and social media strategies, tactics, and measurement. Reflective of the economic times, the conference will feature several sessions on communicating during times of economic weakness, including managing financial communications in the age of restructuring, crisis, and litigation, keeping employees focused during tough economic times. When a recession hits, reputation matters more than ever. How to leverage technology to meet strategic communication goals during a downsized economy. And how to build your public relations career in a challenging economy. This year's event will take place November 7th through 10th, 2009 at the San Diego Marriott Hotel and Marina. For more information or to register, please visit www.prsa.org forward slash IC2009.
2: Now, here is your host.
3: Hello, everyone. This is Brandi Shapiro Babin with Webmaster Radio.fm. And today we have continuing coverage of the upcoming Public Relations Society of America's International Conference being held at the Marriott in fabulous, sunny San Diego. And today we are speaking with Deidre Breckenridge. She's the President and Director of Communications of PFS Marketwise, author of Putting the Public Back in Public Relations. And she is going to be speaking about social media and the PR. In parentheses, are evolution. It's not just PR anymore. Welcome, Deidre. Thank you. It's great to be speaking with you today. This is so exciting. So, your background, I mean, you really, you've authored books, you have an agency, and you're also a professor. Yes,
4: that is correct. So, I like to say I live, breathe, sleep, uh, my work, my passion, which has always been public relations, and now helping to educate on. PR2O and social media communications,
3: which is which is extremely important. Now, let me ask you, I Amy, mean, because right now everything, I mean, PR is changing. Adverti- the landscape of advertising is changing, and PR professionals are really coming more into the forefront. And I, and what you're talking about uh, impacts every industry across the board from an adoption standpoint. What is the most important thing in understanding uh, before someone, let's say. Uh, steps forward into PR 2.0?
4: Well, I think they have to understand that it's a whole new approach to how we see what we do in our own industry. And really that comes from, you know, public relations has many, many different functions. And in the past, we have really many focus on just the media relations Mm -hmm. and what happens with the credible third-party endorsement. And we all know that PR is about... Building relationships with many different groups for the long-term value of the organization. And the big change here is it's not just through the media anymore. Through PR 2.0, you're able to connect directly to make you know new relationships in the blogosphere whether that's through bloggers or your customers directly and that has it it, it changes our role it changes our function it changes the way that we see things um... you know it it's no longer that we can not accept the messages that come from the top and are fed out through news releases or other ways that we communicate instead we have to now listen and really observe and identify in order to connect in these web communities with the right people who find our information valuable. So huge, you know, big changes for us, but at the same time, very, very exciting.
3: It's all about understanding all of your various publics and then understanding from a from an Internet perspective where people are talking about you. Where the most important places that people are having conversations, understanding what those conversations are, and then engaging yourself in those conversations to create a foundation for how you're going to posture yourself and and identify yourself with the public at large. So for you, when you when you deal with a client and and they're coming to you for a strategy session, how do you help lay that out for them?
4: We start, uh, first of all, we have to do our audit and discovery, and, and clients come at, at all different phases. Um, in some cases, we're... It's a little easier when you're launching a new client, and you can fit their social media communications as a part of all of their communications, and then you have the clients who come to you who are already out there. Uh, They have Facebook profiles, they're on Twitter, their employees are tweeting, and you sort of have to step back and say, wow, you know, where's your policy? We have to work this into your strategy. So you know, with that said, what we try to do—one of the most important things—is um, to, to listen for them and to show them that there are certain opportunities. Uh, whether you're presenting yourself as a thought leader in the community, a- an educator, um, perhaps you are looking to social media um, for more of a customer service approach. Look at Comcast Cares, but identifying by listening observing, and and really um, showing them how they can be a part of the community as a helpful resource, you can then step back and strategize to put together the type of content and information that is valuable to the community to get them to act. And, you know, you, you then have to tie this to your overall business objectives. So... Instead of, typically in, in PR, you know, looking at Clipbooks and turning that into how it was if you had advertised in this magazine, you would have paid X amount. It's not the impressions, it's not the eyeballs, but it's more the participation and the engagement. And frankly, a lot of companies are saying, how does this lead to our bottom line? How
3: does this lead to sales? You made a really interesting point because I think a lot of companies today, you know, they have a Facebook page, they have a MySpace page, you know, they're doing LinkedIn, they're doing a lot of like, you know, the what women we'll consider, you know, st- putting their toe into the water but you said oh my goodness sometimes it's better if a company's already not engaging what are some of the things that you've done to help companies who've already started to engage in social media understand what it is that they're doing and you know create those procedures and policies so it puts them on the straight and narrow and gets them where they need to go
4: first we we analyze everywhere that they are number one and take a good look at how they already started participating lot um, a lot. Of what we find is that social media uh, is supposed to be about transparency and showing the human side of the brand. And many brands are just going out and using it as, you know, a newsfeed, or they're not really talking with people and engaging, but just giving out information. So we will pretty much go in and change it so that they can see there's a, a better way to engage, because if you were listening and, and tracking, and whether you're doing that um, w- within a social network through keywords to identify what people are talking about, or you're using technology like um, a Radiant 6 or with their River of News or, let's say, Vocus, uh, and even free tools, Google Alert, mm-hmm. you can then move forward from there. So we, we tend to try to humanize um, make connections. If you do have several networks going like Twitter or Facebook or Flickr, you know, how can you use different applications so that when you're posting your photos on Flickr, you can also have a Facebook application that allows you to upload to your Facebook pages. So you're sort of combining your effort and building community. That's what this is about. This is the opportunity to build community with people who want to engage with your brand, who want to know more, who require certain resources. So we we do definitely go in and we fix and we show a a new roadmap. And then how can you then move forward? Um, And it has to all be tied to, of course, what, as I said before, the organization's Mm objectives. but also companies feel that, you know, well, how are we going to protect our our brands and our reputation—you can't control right. the messages. Obviously, we've we've learned that. That was way back with the Clue Train Manifesto, that said, you know, markets are conversations, and take your fingers out of your ears, brands. You know, you need to be there, listening, and actually participate. Um, so, in order to get management to understand and to buy in, you do want those the social media policy you want the guidelines and this really turns the focus internally on your organization and knowing that your employees they are your front line Absolutely. they are your best brand champions and and actually we recommend that you start internally to really get your employees to be on board to understand the differences in the way that they're allowed to communicate through social media, whether you're an official representative of the company, it's the three Rs, official representative, or what type of responsibility and or respect do you have to have. And these policies and this type of education really helps when you then move forward externally. For your social networking.
3: Okay. Now, Deidre, how do you make that conversation? because, you know, I understand about, you know, the monitoring, I think, is really important. Understanding, you know, what people are saying about you, what people are saying about your market segment, so that you can engage them in conversation. How do you engage these people in authentic conversation? I
4: think that when brands listen hard enough, um, it, it just it goes back to that, uh, I take the, the media relations example. Um, you shouldn't have to, if you really know your editors uh, or your reporters or journalists and, and you're understanding what they're doing, you don't have to pitch. You can offer the right information. It's It's a similar principle in the fact that if you are listening and you're hearing the pains or the complaints or maybe it's just trends are moving in a certain way, you are able to Offer information to the community.
3: Now, let me ask you, because you also teach. Do the kids in school are they are, do they get it a lot faster than you know some of the people who are out in the the market?
4: Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, I do think that um, the students, um, the young professionals of tomorrow, they understand quite a bit about the technology. And it's natural for them to pick up on the different applications and and to test things. But we we have to be careful. These are, you know, they're they're coming out into the business world. And in the business world, you have to make the connection between you may be wonderful with the technology, but you have to learn the ways of business Mm -hmm. in order to truly, as a professional, a skilled professional, communicate correctly on behalf of that brand.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. But do these kids? I mean, do you do you find that because they sort of they grew up around technology, they you know sometimes I kid around and say, "My God, their babies are going to pop out with a little Intel chip, you know, <laughs> <and a laughs> little mini computer in their hands." I mean, do you find that they understand this? I mean, you know, being able to communicate super easy in 140 characters or less.
4: Yeah, I do think they catch on very quick, and it, it's interesting, you know, ha- having teenagers at home. Um, right they are super savvy and very quick to pick up on things so that's an incredible potential i mean what what a wonderful potential for mm-hmm. the future leaders in Absolutely. the pr industry to have this you know innate sense of how technology operates if, if you put that together with business sense with communication experience uh you know
3: you, you have a powerhouse Absolutely. i mean that's that's you know, what we couldn't ask for more. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I understand. It's very interesting. We are having this conversation uh, with somebody else. You, act, you like to utilize Ning, am I correct? Yes, correct. Okay. What do you think, although there's plenty of applications for it, wh- when should a company um, employ a, a program like Ning? And maybe you can tell everyone a little bit about what, what Ning actually is, and what are the best ways of utilizing that and maximizing it?
4: Okay, Ning is um, it's a social network basically, and there. I, I guess I'll back up a little bit because there are so many different types of social networks, and if you've ever seen the Conversation Prism, that's the um, universe of social networks developed by Brian Solis and, and Jess Thomas. It kind of break down. It breaks down every type from your niche networks, which is, you know, a a Ning site to your micromedia networks to it could be event sites, document sites, video sites. So Ning is one of these sites that um, are, it's a very easy platform that companies can build on their own or their communications agencies can do it for them where you can build your own social network. You can um, frame out some sort of community, whether the interest is energy or perhaps it's in baking or perhaps it's in you know broadcast quality cameras in any case it, it's a really great platform that's easy to build and to um, build your own community and incorporate content that you can upload yourself and you know we've used it for some of our clients finding much success so I would recommend Ning, um, and actually, it, it's interesting, the, my PR professionals in-house actually just built a Ning site for one of our clients, so that's a big switch for professionals. Um, you know, Years ago, PR professionals would never be involved in the construction and the development of this type of site, and today... We're very hands-on where it's common to hear that you have PR professionals using SharePoint technology or building WordPress blogs or Mm -hmm. building social networking platforms. Uh, It it really is a tremendous change.
3: For those of you that are going to be there, make sure you see Deirdre Breckenridge, uh, President and Director of Communications for PFS MarketWise, author of Putting the Public back and public relations as she speaks on the social media and PR R E Evolution. It's not just PR anymore. Deirdre, thank you so much. Stay tuned for more
2: coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference. It's only on webmasterradio.fm
0: career success. With it comes a better salary greater responsibility and industry prestige increase your chance for success by attending the prsa 2009 international conference november 7 through 10 in san diego learn from public relations thought leaders as they discuss the industry's hottest issues from social media to social responsibility hear keynoters ariana huffington todd buckholz and Bob Garfield break down world events that influence business and affect you and network with industry contacts who can help you get ahead. Log on now to reserve your spot at the PRSA 2009 International Conference. To register, go to www.prsa.org. That's www.prsa.org. stick around
5: cover story we'll be back after this short break
0: Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com.
1: maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the u.s alone if this were a real pr web release date your website would have so much traffic you'd be tempted to duck and cover if you have an online marketing emergency go to prweboffer.com for 25 percent off pr web the premier online news release and content distribution service Press this, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: Commercials off. Now back to
1: Cover Story.
0: We're reserving a headline for you, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host
2: from the official radio network of the PRSA, webmasterradio.fm presents exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's international conference. Now,
6: here is your host. Welcome to Cover Story. I'm Maria Retan, sitting in for Brandy Shapiro Babbitt. I have the pleasure of talking about the sphere of influence of key opinion leaders in healthcare social media. Joining me today is Kyung Han, the co-founder and managing partner of Empower Research. Kyung provides leadership to the company in the areas of technology and new product development. And Michelle Spiro. Senior Vice President, Digital Media Practice, and Wolfe. Rochelle is responsible for collaborating with colleagues and clients on digital and social media strategies and policies. She's the industry speaker and author of Diagnosing Digital, which is a guideline for social media strategy and policies. Welcome to the show, both of you.
5: Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having us.
6: You bet. Very happy to have you today. Now you're going to be hosting a session on healthcare social media and um, coming from uh, the public relations profession myself, I'm very, very familiar with social media. Clearly one of the top trends over the past several years and showing no signs of slowing down in 2010. Big question for you. How do you capitalize on social media?
7: Well, um, I'll take that. I I think that, um, as we know, social media has fundamentally changed the way companies are communicating with their customers, employees, and partners and key stakeholders. And while it's created many new and exciting opportunities, I think it's also important uh, to understand the challenges that uh, relate to uh, developing a strategy and a uh, program for reaching customers. What we are going to be talking about... um, in regards to leveraging social media, specifically on identifying key opinion leaders or influencers in blogs and online communities and social networks, specifically for healthcare purposes and how best to engage and build relationships with those influencers. And we do that by um, first you know, monitoring and listening to some of the discussions that they're having and looking for opportunities to, to connect with them.
5: Yeah, I, How I can you, add to that.
6: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Kiang. I'm was, sorry.
5: Uh, no problem. I can just add to that. I think uh, a few years back, social media, when it first uh, emerged, it was a bit of a, I, I, I would say it was a bit of an uh, entertainment um, portal. People used it to kind of read and, um, and basically uh, learn a little bit more on an entertainment basis about things happening on the web and within lives. But now it's, Completely transitioned and transformed itself into a powerful communications media, as Rochelle just mentioned. And in healthcare, it's particularly important because it does give PR professionals and people who are associated with the communications industry a good venue to contact all the key stakeholders that Rochelle mentioned uh, pa- patients, partners, um, healthcare providers, all of different sorts of backgrounds that are. Uh, becoming more and more important in the healthcare and pharmaceutical industry. So in social media and healthcare, it is becoming so much more of a leading uh, communications portal for everyone within the industry.
6: And I would imagine that it would continue to do so. Healthcare, as you know, is a major growth industry over the next decade, and I would imagine that there are going to be more and more bloggers and the sphere of influence will become larger and larger, how do you identify the voices that are the most important for you to reach out to as a public relations professional?
5: I can can take that uh, as a first answer. There are two main ways that we look at a sphere of influence and who is uh, a leading person or an organization within the sphere of influence. There's both a quantitative side of it as well as a qualitative side. And when we start looking at different parties and individuals who might be impactful within the healthcare, we first want to look at the quantitative side, who is attracted to a certain blog site or site in general. I think numbers in general definitely have a very strong factor into determining a sphere of influence because you do want to follow those who have a strong audience numbers-wise. But as a second level of, of evaluation, we also want to look at the qualitative side because there are many conditions and treatment areas that probably don't have the numbers of the more well-known ones, but still have great information from a social media standpoint. So you, you absolutely want to look at all social media content from a qualitative side. When you start looking at both the numbers and the type of content, the, the type of commentary people are saying and actually reacting to within social media, I think broadly speaking, those are the two main levels of, of how we determine a sphere of influence.
6: And bloggers tend to, tend to have a national reach. and you talked about um, really trying to connect with all stakeholders, and, and there are a myriad of stakeholders, especially in the healthcare space. How do you drill down to individual markets where clearly healthcare products and services can be incredibly specific?
7: Uh, I I, I can take that. (laughs) Go ahead. I think that, uh, as you mentioned, it's it's about uh, the myriad of stakeholders out there, and if you're looking to really narrow down on physicians, you might want to look to physician communities rather than um, strictly through blogs. So there are communities like CERMO, and there are uh, Medscape communities where there are pools of physicians who are um, categorized by region, by state, by, by city even. If you're using a tool like CERMO to go in and identify those influencers, and you really want to focus, for example, in the Boston area and tap into what physicians are saying about a particular disease category, uh, you know, in that Boston area, you can really start to hone in using some of those tools. On the media side, certainly the um, wealth of search tools that are available to us to sort of everything from Google Insight to um, Radiant 6 to visible technologies. A lot of these tools help you to narrow down um, by zip code even and start to um, look at what the media outlets within a local area may be saying about uh, a, a launch of a new drug in France, for example, or a uh, introduction of a new tech, uh, medical device in, in Texas. And uh, you can really start to... Uh, narrow cast to that audience based on identifying them using some of these analytics tools.
5: And, and I can just talk a little bit, uh, add on to what Rochelle was taking uh, talking about from a patient side. Um, just like Rochelle had mentioned within the physician community and checking some of the most well-known sites like CERMO, there are a number of patient forums as well which give you a, a good broad brush of all the different conditions. And when you start drilling down on the specific condition, you definitely want to check some of these sites because they're a good meeting place uh, at, a first, uh, at a first glance for patients who are suffering or associated with a, within a certain condition. Then you look at the various uh, conversations and dialogues that are happening on some of these more well-known sites, like one of them that we highlighted in our presentation, Patients Like Me. You look at the wealth of, the, the wealth of information and the quality of information on these, on these forums and sites And then you can drill down because they'll inevitably have other sites that are being referred to within the forum that you can definitely check out. So it's a little bit of an iterative process, but you can absolutely drill down very easily and very quickly to some very, very uh, focused sites on a specific condition.
6: And you led right into my next question. You talked about drilling down and kind of an iterative approach. It, It really is going to take quite a bit of time, it sounds like, to listen and I would hope respond to what you hear taking place in the social media space. Do you think healthcare organizations are prepared to enter into these types of conversations and go about it in the right way to have the right results?
7: Well, I can uh, answer that. It's a bit about what I was referring to earlier, to your earlier question about how to leverage social media. It's really about starting with a strategy that is um, going to get, uh, start from the top and, and work its way throughout the organization. And a social media strategy um, that identifies, um, you know, roles, responsibility, accountability, how long things will take. Um, Taking a look at tools and technologies that are available, uh, and also uh, evaluating some of the policies and procedures that uh, healthcare organizations currently uh, have to address. So, FDA regulations, for example, and um, you know how to address things like adverse events when monitoring um, the social media channels. I think that. Uh, successful organizations are able to create a strategy and a plan of action prior to uh, executing some of this programming. And when they are able to, um, you know, really communicate this guidance throughout the organization, what I've seen is that the um, monitoring and listening activity has uh, taken off quite, you know, quickly. Most of pharmaceutical and healthcare organizations are already listening, and they've been doing it by working with uh, you know third-party tools and uh, vendors to help them to do some of that activity. But now, they're starting to transition to taking those uh, activities internally and really changing the role of the corporate communications, public relations, and marketing professional.
5: Right. And I, I did want to echo a couple of things that Rochelle just mentioned. I do. I do believe. I think we see it from uh, our side here at Empower Research. We do see most health, healthcare organizations and companies uh, involved in healthcare and pharmaceuticals at the listening stage. I think the, the broad majority of them are are listening today and trying to understand the landscape of social media. Uh, I think they, more and more you are seeing, um, more of these organizations start to take steps in actually being involved and participating as Rochelle mentioned, and, and almost all of them that have gone beyond the listing stage do need to have a strategy in place and what they're getting out of social media and specific goals and measurements of how they deem success within social media. That's absolutely crucial. And I think what, some of the things we already see when c- companies and organizations are p- participating in social media are that there are, are some definite rules that they need to follow. One of them that we emphasize quite a bit, and I know Rochelle does, is the transparency issue. You do have to be absolutely transparent in order to get the best reception within social media. Otherwise, people do uh, have a little bit more skepticism and are a little bit more skeptical of those people who they can't clearly identify and understand what they're getting out of social media. So... I think those steps in getting more and more involved in social media do need to be followed especially in the healthcare and, and pharmaceutical uh, industries where it is being so so looked upon and so examined by all parties
7: and I just would add to the transparency um, you know certainly I mentioned adverse events, there's privacy issues, there are uh, transparency, authenticity, uh, trademark copyright, a lot of the um, you know, sort of guidelines that one needs to understand prior to going into the uh, listening phase, I think is where, you know, that that upfront activity can really help uh, to streamline it a bit. So many um, companies question whether or not they can even do this kind of monitoring analysis in some of the communities because it may violate, violate privacy issues or the terms and conditions of that particular site may state that manufacturers aren't allowed on the site to uh, participate, but they can certainly monitor the site. So those are some of the things that need to, to happen before going into the, um, the listening phase. And it seems
6: like healthcare is changing minute by minute by minute, and the Obama administration certainly is playing a huge role <laughs> into that. In the, in the minute that we have le- left, could you just tell me what you think are some of the fastest changing trends in, in the healthcare industry that social media really can assist companies on staying on top of?
7: I think one of the fastest trends is around search. And right now, the FDA, uh, back in April, had um, enforced some some guidelines as it relates to search, and it has had a tremendous impact on the industry. Um, Eighty percent of the uh, patients who go online start at a search engine like Google or Yahoo, and um, the FDA has tightened those regulations. So pharmaceutical companies now have to look to more um, earned media or, or um, you know authentic, as as Ken mentioned, relationship building, and I think that's an opportunity for the public relations industry. And so the the, the greatest trend is uh, in in having a greater role in. Uh, online communications for public relations professionals to have a greater role uh, in building those relationships as it's core to our craft of, of public relations. Um, another trend, I think, certainly is around uh, public affairs, public policy, and uh, that seems to be the the growth area, in, um, it, you know, certainly in the healthcare industry from a PR standpoint, as well as global strategy and guidelines.
5: And I, I just want to add quickly, uh, I think Everything Rochelle just mentioned is absolutely happening or will happen within healthcare. I think the overall relationship also starts to morph and shift a a little bit. Before, I I think many companies and organizations, healthcare providers, were looking at social media to understand a little bit more about the the patient or physicians' view about, about things. But I think they're looking to social media to kind of build upon that kind of understanding and learning relationship. I know some healthcare organizations are even looking for social media to uh, collect people who might be involved in specific tests or trials. And I think that represents a little bit more of the cutting edge of how companies and organizations are looking at social media. So as it builds the community that these healthcare organizations are using overall, not just online, but offline, I think the ideas and the other advances within what social media can provide; these organizations will continue to change, and it'll, I think it'll continue to build upon a greater, uh, a greater kind of center of of knowledge and kind of benefit for all healthcare organizations.
6: Well, thank you so much to you both for giving us a sneak peek today and what uh, we can expect from uh, your session, sphere of influence of key opinion leaders in healthcare social media. Certainly, a lot to talk about. Thanks so much for being on Cover Story today. Thanks so much for having
5: us. Thank you for having us as
6: well. You bet. That's Kyung Han with Empower Research and Rochelle Spiro with Conan Wolfe and best wishes on a successful PRSA International Conference.
2: Thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Career success. With it comes a better salary greater responsibility and industry prestige increase your chance for success by attending the prsa 2009 international conference november 7 through 10 in san diego learn from public relations thought leaders as they discuss the industry's hottest issues from social media to social responsibility Hear keynoters ariana huffington todd buckholz and Bob Garfield break down world events that influence business and affect you and network with industry contacts who can help you get ahead. Log on now to reserve your spot at the PRSA 2009 International Conference. To register, go to www.prsa.org. That's www.prsa.org.